Today's episode of Theoretically Speaking features our host, Meg Richards, Executive Director of Solutions at Penalgo, who will be speaking with Bobby Samuels, General Manager of Privacy Hub at Datavent, about data certification. Hello, and welcome to the second episode of Between Two Scientists, hosted by Penalgo. I'm Meg Richards, and I'll be your guide for this discussion. In the first Between Two Scientists podcast, we talked about data linkages and the need to certify the linked data before they can be used for research. Today, as promised, we're picking up the data certification thread with a colleague of ours from Datavant, Bobby Samuels. Our listeners might remember that we likened the first episode to winemaking. We're calling this second episode labeling and certifying your varietal data blend. Let's have a conversation with Bobby. Hey, Bobby, thanks so much for joining us on Between Two Scientists. You work for Datavant. Can you tell me more about what Datavant does for our industry and why? Thanks so much for having me on, Meg. Uh, I'm excited for the conversation. Datavant's mission is to connect the world's health data to improve patient outcomes. We power the compliant exchange of both identified and de-identified data, and we always have a focus on protecting patient privacy. Great. Thank you. So, Bobby, what's your role at Datavant? I'm the general manager of Privacy Hub, which has built a group of products and services to help customers ensure their data and their processes preserve patient privacy and are compliant with different regulations, most notably HIPAA. So in our first podcast, my colleague Eric Mall and I talked about linking data sources such as claims with the HR or claims with lab test results. Eric explained that the data sources are linked via tokenization, a kind of a key that protects the identity of the underlying patient. Still, Before the linked data set can be used for research, it's important to verify patient privacy. Bobby, how is that done exactly? There are a couple different methods of de-identification, but two of the dominant methods are safe harbor or expert determination. Both of them are defined under the HIPAA privacy rule. And what exactly is the difference between safe harbor and expert determination? Safe harbor requires the removal of a list of identifiers, whereas expert determination requires that an expert certify that the re-identification risk inherent in the data is sufficiently low. Healthcare organizations may avoid the expert route because safe harbor is simpler to implement, but this precludes a wide range of pretty worthwhile endeavors that are dependent on features suppressed by a safe harbor such as anything involving specific dates of service. So it sounds like expert determination is preferable to safe harbor for both patients and researchers. Is that right, Bobby? In most cases, that's right. Expert determination enables much more bespoke analysis where you can decide which variables are most critical to you and drawing the insights that you need. Safe harbor is a bit more of a blunt instrument that, while simpler to interpret, may remove some critical information. 
That's very helpful. Without giving away any trade secrets, can you tell me how expert determination is done, generally speaking? In my mind's eye, I see a pair of calipers, much like an orthopedic surgeon might use to implant a screw or a pin. There is indeed a very careful measurement of the risk of patient re-identification. But, but as I mentioned, it's not a one-size-fits-all approach. And we work closely with our customers to ensure they're getting the right granularity they need in the variables of most interest. That's what I've heard. I told Eric on our first podcast that the people who conduct expert determination seem rather like sommeliers. They need years of training and they're an elite group. Is that a fair statement? Yeah, it is. Privacy Hub was created by bringing together three of the leaders in the patient privacy space. Patrick Bayer, Dan Barth-Jones, along with Colin Moffitt and the Mirador team. Dan and Patrick have been working on de-identification since shortly after the creation of HIPAA. And Colin leads the largest group of HIPAA experts out there. It's, it's a real brain trust. We do also have a rigorous training program to ensure that the team is well-versed in all things HIPAA and privacy. Brain trust indeed. Not since Thomas Jefferson dined alone, I guess. Bobby, what kinds of backgrounds and training do these data sommeliers or perhaps data surgeons, I'm nodding to both the art and the science there, what kind of training do they have? It's a pretty interesting set of backgrounds. Many have PhDs and virtually all have some advanced degree in a quantitative area. I'm always blown away by the thoughtfulness and intelligence of the group. That's awesome. They are doing such important work, but I worry about their workload and, and yours too, Bobby. Are there initiatives underway to streamline and automate expert determination so that the approach remains custom, but the process is faster? I imagine there's a rather lengthy queue, as it were. Yes, we're focused on productizing different elements of the expert determination process. As more health data becomes connected, the need for expert determination will grow, and not just linearly, but exponentially. If you have two different data sets that themselves are certified, which is the colloquial term for when a data set has gone through an expert determination, when they are linked, a new expert determination is needed. We also recently launched an offering focused on the expert determination of unstructured data. To date, so much of the industry's analysis has focused on structured data covered under HIPAA, and there's so much more out there, whether it's unstructured text, genomics, imaging, wearable data, and more. One of the things that gets me most excited is helping to understand how to de-identify these data types in a scalable, productized way and get them into the hands of researchers to identify improved treatments and cares. Thanks so much for your insights, Bobby. I learned a lot from you, and I think our listeners will too. And by the way, your passion for this work really shines through. I like that. Thanks so much for having me on. Really appreciate it. Uh, we appreciated having you. That's a wrap for podcast number two of Between Two Scientists. Thank you for joining us. In podcast number three, we'll talk about some of the new types of data Bobby just mentioned. Watch this space for more information on podcast number three, The Wild West of Things, New Frontiers in Real-World Data and Real-World Analytics. Cheers, all, and stay classy, data scientists.
enjoyed this episode of Theoretically Speaking and that you'll tune in to future episodes where we chat with pharma value, evidence, and access experts. Don't forget to subscribe. Oh,